Want to be a part of the conversation? Then let us know on the TNT Radio interactive live chat room at tntradio.live. Lighting the fuse for freedom. Today's news talk, TNT Radio. You're with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast on today's News Talk Radio, TNT. Welcome back to Joseph Arthur's Technicolor Dreamcast. This is a very special guest for me because he was my first ever music manager. So he holds a special place in my heart. We fought many battles against each other, against the music industry. Um, And I don't know, man, it's hard to explain. He's like family. He's family to me, and a little while ago, he reached out to me, and he uh, set up what he had to tell me in his usual way of, like, I, I, it could have been, like, I have a disease or something. He was like, I got something I got to tell you. <laughs> it was weird. And then uh, he told me he had become a singer-songwriter, which was very unusual to hear because, you know, he's a great guy. He's fun, funny, and uh, creative but I just never expected him to take this turn later in life. Um, you know, he's not a spring chicken, nor am I. I'm not sort of calling him old or anything, but I think it's a fascinating story when someone, you know, he's managed all kinds of people, like from uh, Guns N' Roses to Ed Sheeran, who's handled their business and stuff. Like I said, he was my first manager um in music and uh you know there's lots to talk about here but let me intro him rob shore is now a singer songwriter and recording artist based in saint augustine florida a former music business manager for clients including guns and roses ed sheeran radiohead and dozens others he's recently retired and relocated from new york to saint augustine inspired by his surroundings rob wrote and recorded his debut single St. Augustine Day, which garnered positive feedback and was added to the playlist of over 40 radio stations across the U.S. and Canada. I mean, when he managed me, he could never do that for me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> seems and very TNT weird. TNT wasn't like, one dude, of them, by the way. <laughs> like, dude, like, I mean, Rob, what's going on here? Were you saving all the good stuff? Anyway, here he is without further ado. Rob Shore, thank you for coming on man wow this is weird worlds colliding you're in tnt land tnt is now in your land tnt is like a new family you're like an old family who's never not been a family but man it is great to see you and uh hear your wonderful songs what's going on man how are you well i'm great and thank you for having me uh tonight joe but i i want to correct one thing i didn't reach out to you to tell you that i was a singer songwriter I reached out to you to apologize. Do you remember that? No. What what, what are you apologizing for? I forgot already. Because... I forgive and I forget. Because, hold on. Because to really (laughs) forgive... forget. (laughs) No. To really forgive means you do forget, you know? Like, if you're holding on to it, like, I forgive, but I don't forget. That means That means you didn't really forgive. Anyway, so what did you apologize for? I apologize because I was walking on the beach in St. Augustine and I listened to Come to Where I'm From and I was listening to the Speed of Sound. And speed I mean, of Light, Rob. Speed, speed of, of light, light. Speed of Light. All right. you, now you owe me another apology. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Speed of Light. And I was thinking like that I had given uh, a mixed message to you and t-bone when i heard it in the studio and when i heard it on the beach it was just so beautiful 
that I wrote you an apology and I just said, I'm sorry, you know, 20, 20 years later, I write back, I'm sorry that I ever doubted you and T-Bone. And it was then, uh, and you forgave me and forgot, which is nice. And uh, Listen, Rob, and, that yeah, was over but, 20 years ago. And, uh, you know, if I was still walking around thinking about, I can't believe Rob Shore didn't get it at the time, well, I would I'm really sure be you've... in trouble as a person. But, you know, what's funny is back then, and this kind of goes in line with uh, you appearing here now as a singer-songwriter, because back then we were so cool for school you know, T-Bone Burnett, me at the height of my so-called star power. You know, we had all kinds of cool L.A. people. When you, acting as the music manager, come into the studio and we're like playing you this record we've been like slaving away at, but also having a lot of fun and inspiration. And then you kind of just go, eh, I don't really get it. <laughs> like, uh, we're I not, <laughs> we're not, we're, hold on, hold on. We're not thinking like, wow, we really messed up. We're thinking, what a square. <laughs> well, that's not, I, I know we're on radio and you can't say the real word you were thinking, but at the time <laughs> you told me the real word. Um, but it, it was, and the other thing I said, and I truly mean this, is I said, as I was listening to uh, two of your records, uh, I was saying, boy, just one great song after another. And I said to you, my uh my best, best song, song my my best song is not as good as your worst song yeah and then you said well send it over and you said you're right rob when you're right you're right no you you said <laughs> 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 you said uh you said that's not true and then you and then you added you said but i've written a lot of songs rob so don't <laughs> don't, yeah. don't get carried I mean, away dude, with yourself i've written some stinkers bro you know like but right. you know that's what that's how you have to get to the gym you know what's funny well, that you that you hold on rob hold on like this is like us talking on the phone you're just going to cut me off left and right and i'm going to cut you off but check this out because yep. you just called it speed of sound the song speed of light on come to where i'm yeah. from available now on spotify and itunes <laughs> you know um, <laughs> no but yesterday i played a, a, an incredible show in new york if i do say so myself and it was packed right. and amazing and i did end up playing speed of light somebody requested it from the audience and I met this new fan afterwards and he was like, man, this is the first time I've seen you. It's amazing. And I, he goes, there is this one song though. And it was like speed of light. And I kept wanting you to say speed of sound. He said that to me last night. He said that so the last night. Last night, dude. And, and nobody's ever said that to me before. And so the, this keeps happening in the world. Like these kind of like, events yeah. are these kind of events happening in your life more and more yeah well when um rob bozus uh peter gabriel's publisher texted me after like 20 years 10 minutes after i spoke to you and i hadn't spoken to you in two or three years like so that happens right. so that happens with my wife like every day it's like oh i was thinking the same thing you know so that she wants to get a divorce no, it's a joke. No, no, it's a I, joke, know, I know it's a joke. I, I, I go, please. No, it's like I go, please don't divorce me. And she goes, oh, I was just thinking about doing that. That's, but that's the common. No, my sweet wife, I, lo I love her. Uh, 
going on like 40 years we've been together. So, Rob. Sure that's very interesting to your. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no. you know, can I just uh, go ahead? Yeah. Your no, you go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, I was going to say, when you said this is like us having a phone conversation, this is what we would do for an hour every day, Monday through Friday, and sometimes on Saturday and Sunday, we would just talk about whatever was going on, and then we would fit in kind of the business part of it. But it was a, uh, it was just a, uh, you know, it was an, a really fun friendship, and we did. We fought like brothers, like we did. Or, uh, But we also, we, we when I was thinking back today just about uh, our relationship, it's mostly happy memories, you know, just even the fights were fun. Um, I'll never forget the time we went to Real World Records and it was the first time you were going to meet the team at Real World Records, which is like (laughs) Peter Gabriel, (laughs) Mike Large, who's the the head of Real World Records. And there was a meeting set up like at a specific time at noon (laughs) and we like and they kept us waiting for uh, I think like a a couple hours or something. And you were just getting more and more enraged as the time passed. And you were like, I'm going to leave. And you were about to like leave real world and go get on a flight and go back to America. And I remember that when we finally had the meeting, it's a little vague, but you were like, they they sort of talked you down off the ledge. Do you remember that story? And what's your uh, recollection of it? Well, earlier in the day, it was when uh, Princess Diana had just passed away, and uh, well, you should have had a like heart of, then, Rob. Right, and and we were <laughs> we were at the Windsor Castle where all the flowers were, and I just right. remember you saying the funniest thing I had ever heard, and with all with an entire country mourning. You and I were like laughing hysterically. Come and, on, and don't say this on radio. Oh, all right, I can't. Can I tell? The, it's a funny. What's the story? the story? What's the story? Yeah, go ahead. What's the story? The story is you read one of the there were cards that people wrote, and someone wrote, you know, Princess Diana, we will miss you, best wishes, and then their name, and you said, who writes best wishes wishes to a dead person? <laughs> Sorry. I, <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Move on. All right. So, yes, I, yeah. the Mike Large meeting. Yes, when I was, we were enraged and I was going to leave. I just thought it was, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get into it. You know, the, the, they may listen to this, but it was like I came all the way from New York and to be there, you know, why can't they be on time? Yeah. And it was just, it just was sort of like, we'll show you who's boss here and, uh, we got and, and do you think like as age has occurred do you do you think maybe you were extra sensitive then have do you think that there was a who will show you who's boss thing or do you think you misread the situation how much like sort of self-work have you done in terms of seeing yourself maybe as your own foibles as opposed to others people's how much work? very little very no uh i've <laughs> <laughs> i've done yeah, well, I'm not so. I'm still sensitive, but I'm I'm not sensitive to that kind of thing. And uh, you know, it, it was just like, who was I? You know, it was. 
it, it was it was sort of ego and everybody kind of you know but i think yeah. I've, i think i've gotten better i i i hope so anyway i i i ask for forgiveness from you for the speed of light yeah well that was all forgiven already so you've worked right. with other people like guns and roses and ed sheer and i'm curious if you ever said to ed like hey ed the thing you do the shtick with the looper pedal and all that you know joseph arthur did that first did you ever think about throwing him a bone maybe saying something in the press like hey like this guy did that first uh did you ever do that for uh for your old time brother here rob just curious uh, no, I I thought it, I thought it, but I never said it to him. And thanks, I, Rob. I, I was yeah. I, so let's review. I've I, I I didn't say the name of your song right. I embarrassed you about an incident at Windsor Castle and never told Ed Sheeran. Uh, just to be fair, he was very insulated, and I didn't have a lot of opportunity to have these kind of discussions. Yeah. I'm just I'm just giving you a hard time. So let's talk about your transition, man, because this is to me very interesting. And I told uh, Kenny Gabor and Von Lewis, who are managing me now, uh, last night in in New York, uh, that I was going to be talking to Rob Shore, and Von was like overwhelmed, overjoyed. Oh, they were both let's... they're both uh, sending you, you know, all their love, and and over and over again said, make sure you tell Rob Shore that we say hello. Um, and well, that's I nice, told it. Yeah. I told them about your your story with Jeff Tweedy's book, uh, how to write a song, and how that inspired you. But what's uh, what can you say to others who maybe have a secret passion or a secret sense of purpose, and they've done a whole career and a life that it wasn't that necessarily, but they've transitioned into that right. later in life, or how you've done that? I mean, and you've embraced this, like. When you first told me, uh, you know, hey, I'm writing songs, I expected, I, I don't know what I expected. I mean, I listened to what you sent me so quickly that I was quickly in your the universe you're creating, which is exceptional. I mean, it's it's really oh. shockingly good, and I'm not blowing Thanks, smoke, but, or else you wouldn't be here, you know. Like, but but, um, yeah, I didn't expect it to be this full on passion. I mean, you're more passionate. You're probably arriving at an area of your life now. I mean, how old are you? Do you mind saying? I mean, I think it's I'm, I don't mind at all. I'm going to I'm going to be 39 uh, next month. Actually, <laughs> now I'm 68 years old, Joseph, 68 60. years old. And would you say that what you're discovering now is is a is a greater passion outside of family and love and all that than you've ever had before in your life? No. I mean, it's, uh, I'm into it, but I've been into other things. I was into, I was into managing you. I really, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your, can you say ass? I already said it. We, we, it's you know, a I'm family friendly show. Okay. I'm just, I'm not blowing smoke up yours. You know, it's like, uh, it's when I stop being passionate about stuff is when I stop doing it. And, uh, but I am full, you know, people say, so, you know, I retired as you may or may, you know, you know, and, uh, it's like, so what are you doing? Are you playing golf? And, you know, and I'm, I said, no, I'm writing songs and, uh, playing them. And everybody has what I said, I thought you were thinking. 
has the expression of like, ay, ay, ay. <laughs> like, oh boy. And, and then I go, do you want to hear one of them? And they go, uh, okay. And then they go, hey, it's pretty good. You know, not bad. But Joe, just to hear you say that is, uh, you know, one of my high points of doing it. And, you know, and I don't look at it like, oh, someday I'll do a radio show. Someday I'll do this, I'll do that. You know, I'm just doing... I'm writing songs, you know, I'm with uh, my friend Lucho who uh, produces with me or for me and uh, and I just, I kind of have a working man's, uh, you know, ethic, you know, it's like I just try to write, I record, I do it and then stuff like this happens, which whoever... Dude, listen, are, let me yeah. say this though, because the whole like, hey, this is my golf is kind of not really what I'm seeing because you're in a studio in recording studios the the stuff you're recording is highly produced right plus you have like a YouTube guy I'm not trying to call out anything it doesn't matter like we're we all actually that was one of the conversations Vaughn had with me yesterday is that the algorithms on social media is now um you, you know they they level everybody unless you pay for it so that's just par for the course these days. If you want to get the same social media engagement, it's going to cost you something it didn't right. cost you two years ago. You're engaging in it on that level. You got a YouTube channel, you're getting tons of views. You're like, you're you're going for it. You have the energy of somebody going for it. A guy who's just like, hey, I'm picking up the acoustic guitar and writing a couple of little ditties here and there. They're not doing that. They're like, I called you the next, like a few days later and you answered and you're in a recording studio, dude. That's not somebody who's, who's uh, supplementing like his golf, you know, desires for an acoustic guitar. That's somebody who's got real energy behind it. But let's talk more about that after these words on TNT. TNT's Kate Shimarani. I'm of the, the belief that your body can totally 100% heal itself if you remove the offending things and you flood your body with what it needs. What do your dogs and your kids do when they get sick? They lie down and sleep, don't they? They don't want to eat. They get great big temperatures and they just want to rest. What, do you think you're a special, special snowflake? You're any different? No, that's you as well. But what do they want to do when you go to the hospital? I've seen it firsthand in the last couple of weeks. They're just going to serve you rubbish food, wheat, sugar, dairy, animal protein, tea and coffee, fluoridated, chlorinated, bromine, water, drugs, pharmaceutical petroleum-based drugs. Kate Shimarani on today's News Talk TNT. The Light is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles, and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk, and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. They've launched a new service called Wake Up Your Neighbours, where you can get copies delivered to the streets right around you if you don't want to do it yourself. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk 
Our next steps to space. This time we go back to the moon to learn to live, to work, to invent, to create. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT. And we're back with Rob Shore, singer-songwriter, former music manager to the stars, me included. So Rob, where we left off was you sort of underselling it, the, the, the casualness of this new passion and me sort of attempting to correct you that you're not acting as a casual participant here. What do you say to that? What I say is <clears throat> I'm retired <clears throat> and I could devote a huge amount of energy and time to it. So when it's the only thing you're doing, pretty much, it's uh, easy to be perceived as totally 100% into it, which I am, but, uh, and the other thing is I've got connections, you know, I've got, you know, when you said about the radio stations, for example, you know, I just had played one song to a manager and uh, they said, oh, well, you should talk to my person who gets stuff on the radio. And I said, okay, and they played it and they said, okay, well, I could definitely get this played, you know, and it's not like, you know, it's college radio, things like that. It's not... You know, it wasn't like an international uh, success, but it, it was exciting to uh, to hear it. You know, to hear my songs on the radio was like really, uh, really exciting. So um, anyway, uh, does that answer the question, Joe? Am I off the it road? does. Yeah. I, yeah. I just <laughs> I want you to describe a religious experience. I want like, you know, light well, coming okay. from the heavens. All right. If 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 you had been in touch with me, th there are people who are truly sick of of hearing me talk about my music. I mean, I spend a tremendous amount of time and energy doing it. Uh, so, OK. Yes, is the answer. If if that gets well, and the other side of it, and and one of the my main motivations for having you on, and just I mean, I, and I personally love you and love our interactions and exchanges. Is same here. Um, yeah. And plus, I've been getting called an anti semite lately, so I figured I better have you on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, well, I'm glad I could help you out, just in case. It's anybody, a little like. Uh, it's a reputation repair thing as much as anything, Ralph. No, right. Well, glad to help you I, out. Glad. Who do I know that's Jewish? No, <laughs> oh, Rob. Perfect. No. He's got the nose. No. He's got everything. Yeah. <laughs> the name. No, but one of the, th one of the things was, uh, you know, I find it incredibly inspiring because, you know, my years are advancing as well. And, and I think there, we live in an ageist society, right? And so... Right you keep saying I'm retired and stuff. And it's like, what does that mean? That means you're stopping one sort of trajectory into another because there really is no retirement from life. You have to deal with, uh, you know, evolution and stuff. So I just find it inspiring that someone oh. who is in, you know, is, has been alive for a while, hasn't given up on life. And so what, what do you factor what, is the reason for that? Or what's the reason that you haven't given up on life? Well, I'm, I'm gratefully uh, in good health. You know, I go to the doctor and, you know, I'm, I'm the only, 
I'm not the only person, but you know they they always at my age, Joe, you'll find this out, is they go, so what medications are you on? And I go, none. They go, well, no, but what pills do you take every day? And I go, I take one a day vitamin, and I take uh, the other one, the uh, uh, fish oil. So, you know, which helps my mood. <laughs> and so anyway, I'm so I'm healthy is one. Two, you know, to do what I'm doing, you know, when we were working together at the beginning, you had to travel around the world to get a following. And the whole thing was, you know, I can remember, you know, you would schlep, I use some Jewish there to help you, uh, you would schlep, <laughs> uh, you know, all over the world. And it was like, oh, there were 20 people this time and that went to 40 people. That's really good. And for me, I feel bad, you know, but, you know, I can't go travel around the world. Uh, you know, Spotify <laughs> said 94 countries played my songs last year. Now, granted, you know, they were one in Guyana, you know, it's like, it doesn't, you know, it only takes one listen in one country, but it's like astounding to me that I can, I work with this guy in Poland who does the social media, Andrew, and, uh, you know, as long as I supply him with pictures and music and live stuff, on a regular basis so he's it's almost like going to a gym and you wouldn't work out or I wouldn't work out or don't work out unless I have a trainer and you know it's like this guy's my trainer he goes okay we need some more pictures do you have any dog pictures of you petting a dog <laughs> you know that's a big I get a lot of a lot of feedback on that and then God bless you Joseph Arthur I told them, I said, push France because I've seen how that can work. You know, how you can, you know, that they like singer-songwriters there. And so, you know, I had them push that. And so I guess, I'm not sure what your question was, but that is definitely my answer to the question. Well, it brings up this other thing that Vaughn was talking to me about yesterday in that social media, you know, used to be the way to go for it. That's what you're sort of describing. And that now it's going back towards email lists because of the fact that the algorithm is, um, you know, I forget what word he used, but is is broken essentially for people that aren't paying. It's like now social media is becoming the payola of old ah, now oh. you know the yeah so it's almost like radio used to be where you needed what was called right, indie right. promo which meant you needed a payola. record company because it is yeah. essentially payola i mean even to get your single considered back in the 90s you had to have a significant indie promo budget which meant payola uh, and that was like usually yeah significant 100 grand or yep. something like that to, to push yep. a single and you don't need anywhere near a hundred grand to push your stuff on social media, but you need a budget for that. And it's probably out of the reach of a lot of young bands. I mean, especially in these tight times. So what's happening now is, you know, the email list thing a couple of years ago was considered a Luddite thing, old hat, older people still dealt with email lists. Not true anymore. The young generation is really into this email list culture and there's all kinds of ways of growing it, even to the point where Vaughn was telling me they designed something 
to take MailChimp out of the equation because once your email list grows to something like 60,000 or something like this, um, then all of a sudden MailChimp charges you an arm and a leg. So they're even designing their own version of that so they don't have to pay uh. for anything. And so that's real interesting. And the other thing I would say, as somebody who's been out of live music for a while because of you know having a rational mind and not being afraid to use it <laughs> whatever but like you know like um or even uh, princess diana go ahead <laughs> <laughs> yeah like that was, which reminds me of the joke i had which was which was pure fire when you said i have something embarrassing to tell you joe and I said, what, you got the vax? That was good. <laughs> that uh, was good you, you even acknowledged it. I, and laughed, that was when I you, laughed. And that was when you told me that you were a singer-songwriter, which isn't embarrassing, actually. It's profoundly amazing. But the fact is now that it, it's coming back to this email list thing and coming right. back into live music, as I am slowly starting to do, that connection that you have you can't really fake that. Yes, I'm a believer in social media, in YouTube. I want to figure out better ways of building that kind of thing out. But in order for a singer-songwriter, I think, to really connect and to really take it to the next level, you do still have to schlep your stuff around and tour. Are you prepared to do that? I don't know. Maybe. Why? Maybe. I don't know. But... I'll can I think about that for a second? But, um, you know, <laughs> you know, the reason I'm laughing is, you know, it's eight o'clock at night here. And I'm like, okay, well, I hope I'm not too tired to do this. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm, I want, I have like this hot water bottle behind my back so it won't hurt and stuff. So, you know, age is, uh, I may, I, I'm no spring chicken, as as you, as you said. But you know, in relation to what you were saying about, um, I'll just tell you my experience. You know, there's a, uh, you know, we've been doing these live recordings, and you saw the video where I was wearing your shirt, and my wife Laura has done a couple of videos where she spent an amazing amount of time on them, and the one. Uh, the one thing that I put out on social media that has like a thousand people in France have shared this video is Lucho and I singing a song together. And then at the end of it, uh, we're just like so ecstatic about the result that, you know, it just shines through. And that's the thing, everything else that we spend hours and hours on nothing or very little but that one video really uh has captured people not you know it's not millions but well that's that's the thing well that's the thing with art though you know you you have to be dedicated to it completely because you don't know what those moments are going to be you have to right. do all those hours and hours because that also could be the thing that captivates people but that's the job of the artist is to expend you know ludicrous amounts of energy towards this thing and you just never know what the result right. will be and you're right. doing that you know even though you're yeah. trying to sort of soft sell it or or kind of you know downplay okay. it, it you're clearly doing it i'm okay i'm doing it and i i'm enjoying it and i 
uh, get amazing satisfaction when I wake up in the morning and I see someone, anybody from anywhere in the world who said, I really liked your song. But most of all, Joseph Arthur, from you saying this, because you, uh, you know, are kind of a musical songwriting idol of mine. And I would like to reminisce for one moment. I know this is about me, but I'd like to talk about you for a moment, if it's okay. Is the, do you remember the first thing I ever said to you at Arlene's Grocery? No. Well, thanks a lot, Joe. No, it, it was over twenty. <laughs> it was over twenty years ago, and I remember it because I never said it to anybody else. And I went up to you, and at the end of your set, I said, "My name is Rob Shore. I'm a manager, and I think you're a genius." I did remember it, but I didn't want to say, I didn't want to be uh, okay. forced to repeat it. So. Right. That's, that's cool. And then, yeah. and then you said, I, Rob, I totally agree with you. <laughs> did I really? <laughs> last, no, you didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't say that at all. You were, we just like connected and, uh, and, uh, oh, and I was the only person, probably the only person ever to request that night that you play Bottle of You, which mm. has anyone ever ever requested that since of course it's a okay. good song all right. you know it's come a great on. song i loved it all right, all right let me sorry. ask you this though so you've worked with all kinds of musical people and i appreciate those kind words me included but you've worked with ed sheeran you've, you've been in the music business yeah. how much how much has that experience uh informed your own process now that you're on the other side of it right and just to clarify i was the majority of these people you mentioned, I was the business manager, which is different than the relationship we had as a creative manager. And a lot of them were, you know, European. You know, I just don't want to make more of it than it, than I, it was. No, I'm, I'm yeah. not trying to make more of it, but at the same right. time, you're immersed in it. You know what I mean? You can't help but pay yeah. attention. Yeah, you're handling the books and everything like that. And, but right. you also were a creative manager on top of that, yeah. and, and you were involved in it, and it has to inform what you're doing now, and you should, I, I think, spend a little time considering that. Okay, and I will. But, and, and again, you, uh, a couple of things. I, I just want to finish the story about you were genius, because I told, uh, my wife reminded me of this uh, a, a few days ago as I was preparing for this. I, I told her, I came home, I said, this is the only time in my life where I saw someone and I said, I have to have this person as part of my life, that I have to, you know, that this guy is Neil Young, he's Van Morrison, he's Bob Dylan, he is, he is the guy. And the only other time I did that was when I met my wife. And that's true. That's kind of weird. <laughs> No, I'm that, just that, kidding. That, 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 was the, that was a sweet response to that. that very, uh... <laughs> Comparing me to your wife, Rob, it's, you know, listen, I think, I, I think I'm off the anti-Semitic hook right now. I think like, All right. you, you okay. know, you, All right. job no done, Okay, Rob. good, good. All right, cool. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, 
So you're going to play a song for us next, and I'm excited about it. You got your partner yeah. there, Lucio. Right. What what song are you going to play? And and I also want to talk about you know the book that you read that really sort of kicked this all off. I'd oh. like to take all the credit for it, but it was Jeff Tweedy's book, which is also inspiring because you know we can affect other people's lives to a huge degree. I mean, the fact that Jeff Tweedy wrote this book has yep. completely changed your life. Um, so it has. I want to talk about that when we come back. But um, also, what song are you going to play for us? And and your your best friend passing is also what I think sparked this songwriting journey that you're right. on. Um, he actually, I can't talk about that because I'll start crying. So uh, and I mean it. So. All right. Well, 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 let me take a quick break. And, I'll talk about I'll the Jeff Tweedy book, to, though. Yeah, we'll talk about the Jeff Tweedy book, but we're going to hear a song first when we come yep. back on the other side of these words on TNT. De-weaponizing weather with reality and perspective. I wrestled in college for the currently number one wrestling team in the United States, Penn State University. And as a matter of fact, with it being an Olympic year, it's a big year for wrestling. So I am all into wrestling. Now, I am a volunteer strength and nutrition advisor for the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. I was much more active several years ago. Anyway, we got a couple of gold medalists on our team. One is actually the coach now, Jake Varner. Another one is David Taylor, who wrestled at Penn State and just recently won the gold medal at 85 kilograms or whatever it is today. The weight classes are all over the place. But I was figuring this out the other day. If I use the Michael Mann philosophy of being a Nobel Prize winner, that means I'm a gold medalist. Really, how is that possible? Well, I advise Jake and I advise Dave on some of their nutrition and uh, certainly their way they were training for weights and things like that, because that was what I was, a volunteer strength coach. So they win the gold medal. It means I too am a gold medalist. In fact, I want you to think about your life. Did you say something to someone that actually did something big? <laughs> That's yours too. Go on and claim it. You know what's interesting? I don't hide any of the things I actually do. When you look at what Dr. Mann did, he won't show anybody his work. Now, wouldn't you naturally be uh, suspicious about that? Suspicious enough to say, hmm, maybe you don't have a gold medal and maybe you don't have a Nobel Prize either. This is Weatherbell.com Chief Meteorologist Joe Bastardi, TNT's Climate and Weather Watchdog, asking you to enjoy the weather. It's the only weather you got. I tell my son, I love you every single day. Now my dad has never said that to me. Not because he doesn't love me, but because culturally it wasn't comfortable for him. Now that he's a grandfather, he says I love you to my son every time he sees him. My advice to all the fathers out there, forget the cultural restrictions. They grow up way too fast for you to waste even a single precious moment. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Today's News Talk Radio, TNT, with Joseph Arthur and his Technicolor Dreamcast. 
And we're back with former music manager to the stars and now singer-songwriter in the later years of his life, Rob Shore, plus his partner in songwriting crime, Lucho Rabino, and they're going to do a song for us. Rob, what's this song called? And uh, give us a little bit about what inspired it. I I can't, Joe. I mean, I'll, can I tell you after? Or or I could play okay. another song if you want me. No, no, play um, this and tell us okay. after. And and you wanted to, do you want to hear about Jeff Tweedy or are we past that? We'll we'll we'll, we'll get to that after the song. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't see it coming. Might have done something. What's the sense of wondering, sweet friend of mine? Always so kind Might have given a sign Didn't have to do it You can't undo it I know that you knew it Sweet friend of mine Always so kind Strife. I'll give a little wink and nod Then you'll know it's your friend Rob But until then I'm still your friend Always But let's not pretend it Don't hurt so bad And I'm so sad Still a little bit mad Life's unforgiving But it's still worth living Just wish you could listen To me now Come back somehow Take one more bow friend of mine taught me how to be kind <laughs> all right I, I screwed up the ending but very beautiful song rob um thank you you Joseph. know and i know the subject matter is tough uh to talk about but um i don't know if you well, want to try yeah uh um just a, a friend of mine died, and uh, he was a childhood friend, uh, and we were friends for over 50 years. And he uh, he taught me how to be kind, and, and he did it. It came naturally to him, and uh, I had to learn it. He, he taught me. That's 
all I can say. <laughs> by example or um I mean by example by you know, I mean we were in I met him in junior high school. We were in plays together in high school. Uh he was an actor who went to Boston University and I went to Boston University mostly because I was friends with him. <laughs> we were roommates in college. He uh you know, he he lived in New York. Uh, and we would go out to lunch. You know, it was just, oh, how did he teach me how to be kind? He was just, uh, he was just like an, an inclusive person. I mean, I'll give you one example of how inclusive he was. Uh, he was in a play in San Francisco, and I went to see him in a play. And uh, he, when I got up there, he was uh, going out to dinner with the cast. And, and he really didn't, need to have me there you know it was like a work thing and uh, 20 minutes later i was uh, sitting across from al pacino mm. at dinner and that's how inclusive he was that he had his friend from junior high school come uh, come hang out but you know he was uh he was just sweet you know he just he was just a sweet person who had a difficult childhood and uh, <clears throat> and uh, we were buddies. It got, to you know, him. Just... it got to him in the end. Do you think, or you don't know? I I think yeah. I well, it's... I'm sorry to you know we we should move on I guess because I can tell how emotional this makes you. But the song has that weight to it as well, man, and it it really does tell the story. Um, you being mad and, and and all the different range of emotions um, yeah. and this life is so uh, crazy really I mean I was just with one of my dear friends last night who's paralyzed from the waist down and and uh, struggling and and just like I was like man how about this life and he was like woof I had no idea and so it's like how do you think I mean what what's a way for you to overcome periods of struggle in your life wow um well i i mean quite honestly <clears throat> i take fish oil <laughs> but i take fish oil because uh you know every morning it's especially these days it's there's so much sad news that uh it's a struggle to be positive um, so, I mean, was the question, how do I beat sort of being depressed or, or having a positive outlook? Uh, yeah. Or I what just, do you think, what do you think, why do you think you're imbued with this survival instinct that's led you to sort of songwriting and this veers into the Jeff Tweedy book, but just, you know, like, why do you think some of us can reinvent, some of us can progress past difficulties whereas others maybe are quicker to give up? Uh, I, my answer would be just too self-serving of, you know, it's like you didn't want me, you didn't want to tell the story of me telling you what a genius you were. I don't yeah, want to... I don't it's want to tell you how great I am. The reason, but the reason it's not self-serving, Rob, is because there's lots of people struggling in the world, you know? And so if they right. hear the story of how somebody overcomes, that can be inspiring. So don't be afraid to be self-serving in this regard, I would say. 
Joe, you're so smart. You. <laughs> uh, all right, fine. Um, I <laughs> I wake up every morning and I'm a little down, to be honest with you. And I wake up and I have my coffee, and I do my to-do list. And somehow I already I always have twenty things on my to-do list. And when I start being start being productive, I start feeling better and when I get like one positive you know people are so you know people are so gracious online you know they would oh I loved your song you you know and you know and I spend a bunch of time writing back saying thank you for your kind words it means so much to me and then by uh, 10 o'clock I'm I'm like okay I feel better and then I just go through my to-do list um, I have a thing with uh, that my wife thinks is funny. <clears throat> when I do my to-do list, uh, you know, a lot of people get bogged down on, oh, I've got so much to do. I'm not doing, you know, the important thing that I that I need to get done. And I have things on my to-do list, <laughs> and I've talked to Lucho about this, I, I, uh, where... It doesn't matter what I'm doing. As long as I'm doing something on my to-do list, that's good enough. So if, you know, it could be like the whole world is crashing down on me on one issue and I have cleaned my desk on my to-do list or do the dishes, I'm okay at that moment that I'm accomplishing. And I just, I just get off for whatever reason, I'm crossing off things on my to-do list. And my goal every day is to do at least half of the things on my to-do list. And, you know, I'm talking about... So it's, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's sorry. like a compartmentalization and sort of pragmatic approach to sort of life. And, and, and just do, you know, it's, it's almost like, you could almost call it a Zen-like philosophy of just staying centered in the moment. Because really all the demons come from the past and, and sort of anxiety of the future. So if you can center yourself in the moment, that is a, a huge way to keep our spirits elevated, I think. And I, I feel like that's I, kind of what you're saying. I think uh, you're right, and you said it much more eloquently, and I had never thought of it that way, but... <clears throat> yeah, I think I think you're absolutely right. And you know, I'm not trying to pretend I don't have demons. I'm still apologizing for a meeting with T-Bone Burnett 20 years ago. Like things still haunt me, but uh you know, I'm just trying to trying to get through Do every day. All right, so let's talk a little bit about this Jeff Tweedy book. What was yeah. it about it that inspired you and uh, how did you pick it up and and tell the story about seeing Pat Sansone, who's in Wilco, and that's a funny one. It is funny. So, um, I don't know, I just, I don't know how, I, either my wife bought it for my birthday, somehow I was aware that there was a book about how to write your first song. And for me, I always, every client I had, I admired for the ability to create a song that hadn't been written before. To me, it was like magic. And I was in awe of anybody who could do it, and I couldn't do it. And uh, I, um, so I'm reading this book, and in the first chapter, I believe the first chapter, he goes, you're not gonna be Bob Dylan. 
that was like one of the first things. It was like, oh, okay, good. Like, I don't have to do that. Uh, that, I'm, I'm very capable of not being Bob Dylan. And then he said, it doesn't matter. Like, failure is part of it. He goes, it doesn't matter what you do. <clears throat> Just write anything. And he goes, you don't have to even, you know, I, I play the guitar okay, you know, it was good enough to be able to play chords to write a song. But he goes, it doesn't matter if you play guitar, it doesn't matter if you just have a drum, anything you do is progress in writing your first song. And discipline yourself, try to do it every day. And so I did it and I was playing the guitar and I was doing it. And I came up with this one hook which was on St. Augustine Day, which I, I won't play it, but, and it was just like going around and around for like days. I was just like, and I go, this is really pretty. This is a really pretty hook. And I just kept on going and I was in St. Augustine and as I explained to you, it was around COVID and I couldn't leave the, my condo in St. Augustine and I was reading this book and, and I'll, and I got this hook, and I just kept saying, St. Augustine Day, you know, and I just played it and played it, and then it turned into a a song, you know, that was heartfelt, where I talked about my brother and being retired and going to the beach and walking my dog and just how much I loved being in St. Augustine. And then mm. I uh, I played it, you know, and then I, you know, I, I recorded it on my phone. Uh, do you want me to keep talking about this, or are we... Are you losing interest? You're with me still. Well, no, I, I'm with you, and it's it's well, there's a lot in what you just said, and and interestingly though, you're not going to be Bob Dylan, but what Bob Dylan never lost was that sort of naivety. Like he obviously was profoundly complex lyrically in a lot of ways, but there was also like he wasn't afraid to say something very simple and simply and. The, with you know Jeff Tweedy giving you the permission to suck like that is so uh creatively inspiring the fact that yeah. you're allowed and Rick Rubin's been doing a lot of this lately too like he's come out with his podcast and his book on creativity and just talking about how you know it's all about getting past the demon of procrastination and and getting past the demons within that tell you, well, you don't have anything to say. You're probably going to suck this, that, and the other thing. Right. And right. you just go forward anyway. And you, you keep your perfectionism at bay. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be great. And um, I think what's appealing about the songs you've written is they are, they do have a, that spark of, um some simple naivety that that can be really appealing because it comes off as very honest you're not shrouding anything and you're sort of laying it bare um sort of at the limit of your capabilities for what they are right now and that's what i think is really working oh uh -oh. well what we got one minute left you got to tell everybody where to find you I'm in St. Augustine. I don't know. What, what do I say? Your like, socials, Rob. Your social media I, stuff. I think it's Rob Shore music on everything. I think it's Rob. I don't know, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm, Come on, Rob. I, I'm, I, Lucio, Rob, Shore, Rob Shore music on uh, Facebook. Rob Shore music on Instagram. I think Rob and Shore YouTube. music on YouTube. 
And that's all I got. And I'm all I'm right, Pat, Rob. I France. love you, Lucio. Lucio, or Lucio, great to see you too. Great song. Thanks, thanks. for coming on the show. And uh, I'll talk to you later, Rob. Thanks, brother. All right, thanks. Keep listening. Joseph, we'll be back you. with more on TNT. Love you too.